0: Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. (laughs) <laughs> every time i do that i just know my roommates are like wait uh-huh. yeah
1: actually I,
0: I i had to like i i know i joked before we started recording i joked that i had to force a <laughs> laugh out every time but this one actually did make me laugh like genuinely so you thank really you. i, put, uh, I put a little back. extra into it yeah <laughs> yeah i uh, i put a little extra
2: into that one because today is a special episode we have a special guest that's right everyone We got your emails. We got the demand. We saw the tweets. We saw the Instagram DMs. My sister, Sarah, say hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, why don't you um, introduce yourself to our 30,000 viewers, so don't fuck it up, and tell them what you're about.
1: So I'm Sarah, and I'm Matt's older sister, and um, I listen to every episode just to wait to see if he mentions my name, because... The whole, our whole video game origin story is tied together since we shared (laughs) consoles, including a Game Boy Advance, which is a horrible console to share.
0: A a Game Boy Advance? (laughs) Y'all were on the struggle bus.
1: I mean, like, I pretty quickly was like, I'm getting my own because this is insane. But we, like, shared a Pokemon game.
0: Oh yeah, sounds remember, horrible
2: It was because I remember I started the game and then I'm like, Yeah, why is my character a chick now? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Cause she picked like the same starter, I think, too, so and I was like very early in the game, so I didn't really notice. I'm like eight years
0: old, I'm not gonna know what's going on. I was like, huh? That's weird. She's got she got blue hair now. Same same <laughs> Pokemon cartridge but not the same file you guys didn't have to share a file or was there only no, one we, file for? well file?
2: we probably should have but i mean we didn't have that that no, we didn't have the contracts in, in
0: writing yet so I just took charge on that one <laughs> I, I just wonder if pokemon back then had multiple save files on
1: it didn't one. It, it
0: did oh, okay so you guys did <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> i don't think
0: it ever has actually
1: no does anyone so. have it no but you can like have like separate profiles on like a Switch oh, or on like I your think console. even on yeah. a D 3DS you can so that definitely
0: not Game Boy Advance.
1: No, yeah. No, and and I didn't that. know I was overriding his game. Just to like <laughs> throw that out there.
0: <laughs> that is odd. No, it's okay if you if you knew. That's what older sisters are for.
1: Yeah. I didn't, but then I was like, well let's just stick with this. It's so much better <laughs> to happen if you're a woman.
0: <laughs> pure pure chaos. Pure chaos. And and today we're we're talking about a game that Sarah, you introduced or, you know, very fervently commented on one of our Instagram posts to play. And that game, would you like to tell us what it is?
1: It's Katamari Damacy. Katamari <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the game I tell every single person I meet is one of my favorite games ever, like hands down.
0: It's it's uh, I, I'm glad that you do, because after playing it, I will start doing the same. <laughs> the number one cosmic restoration simulator. Wow. Put a lot of thought
2: into that. Yeah, one. yeah. I could tell you, uh, <laughs> <it was really laughs> consult
0: me with the the Yeah, I felt, felt good about that. Yeah, one. Yeah, that was good. But um,
2: yeah, that is right, everyone today. We are talking about the number one cosmic restoration simulator, Katamari Damasi. Now, before we get into the game, because it's an older game, about 2004 it came out, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2004, um, PlayStation 2004. 2. 2004. Mm-hmm. I want to give a quick little synopsis for the wonderful viewers at home so they have a better idea of what we're talking about and aren't just totally lost. So, Katamari Damasi, in a drunken stupor and eccentric, godlike entity called the King of All Cosmos destroys all the stars, Earth's moon, and other such celestial bodies in the universe. Except for Earth itself. Despite acknowledging his mistake, the king charge the king charges his five centimeter tall son, named the Prince, to go to Earth with a katamari, a magical ball that allows anything smaller than it to stick to it and make it grow, and for him to collect enough material to recreate the stars, the constellation, and the moon. Additionally, we get a fun side story following the Hishino family, um, as they watch the prince do his task. The family abusive, is named? kind they're, of noticing. They're named? I didn't catch their name. Yeah, I got, I got it from Wikipedia. I didn't know they
0: were explicitly named.
2: And it follows them along a visit to their father, or to the husband and the father, who was unable to go to the moon, seeing as it was wiped out and the daughter could somehow magically sense everything going on in the universe, uh, which is kind of one of my favorite parts of the game. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Sarah, how... Johnny, or our cousin Johnny told us about this game, right? That's how we first heard about it?
1: Yeah, that's correct, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Lucas, was, was, did you hear it from us, Lucas, or like so, anywhere else? Or? So I'll just give you my my Kata, Katamari Damacy history here. Is, I, I've always known of this game's existence, actually. Um, I remember 2004, this was like... G four era of video game journalism, Um, and you know it was like I was nine years old at the time, and you'd come home after after school, after work, come home after school, (laughs) and G four had like Attack of the Show, uh, and then they had like X Play, and then hopefully if they were in the good era of G four, there was some Ninja Warrior thrown in there. So it was always a good like Mm. after school like schedule for that. And Katamari Damacy was one of these weird games that I probably never would have seen unless it was featured on like an x-play or attack of the show or something. And it was just one of those weird Japanese exports that was like probably too weird for a lot of American audiences at the time. So I remember just like, oh, it looks like kind of a fun, cute roll game. Like, I guess you roll stuff up. That's kind of weird. Um, But (laughs) I do remember people even back then saying how it's actually a really cool and really fun game. Um, So it's always just kind of lived in the back of my mind. And then over the years, the game has had numerous releases, um, different titles that have come out. I know a bunch of sequels um, and remasters and stuff like that. And I just uh, it's always been on the backlog for sure. So when Sarah commented <laughs> 15 that she years. Po- 15
1: years, <laughs> <laughs> when Sarah bullied Matt into putting it on the podcast. <laughs> exactly.
0: And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm down to play. And I was so, so, so. Pleasantly surprised with how much I loved this game. Like I really, really, really liked it. (laughs) Like so much more than I thought I would. I don't know if we want to jump straight into like initial thoughts or first impressions, but yeah, it's um, just such a such a bizarre,
2: bizarre game. And like the context Sarah and I had to it too was kind of interesting. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but from what I remember, our cousin Johnny, who's like I don't know, like ten years older than us or something, um, introduces the game to us, and the context he gives us. Is like yeah, so they were really fucking high when they played this game, or something like that, or they were on drugs, like absolutely just like blasted it out of their mind. So that was the context I had going into this game, and frankly, I kind of bought it. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, it. Sarah, what did you think?
1: I don't remember that part, but I do. I do just remember like he. It was just when like he was always pushing games on us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's probably.
1: Yeah, for the benefit, because I don't know if we, like, either of us would have been as into, like, looking at indie games without Johnny. So, like, good job, Johnny. But yeah, I just remember being like, yeah, they must have been, like, really, like, out of it when they were making this. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and it definitely just tracks when I was playing it, especially. How old was I in 2004? 17. Ten. You were seventeen. <laughs> no, I was seventeen years ago. So like ten or eleven, and I was just like, I don't understand any of this, but I yeah, really right. liked it. So I had great yeah. taste even at ten.
2: <laughs> See, I yeah, I had awesome. the opposite impression. Um I remember specifically not liking it at first. Which is interesting because I loved it this time around. I really, I really loved it a lot. Um but I, I remember very specifically the first time I'm like I just kept thinking like, why? you know like why am i doing this like why does this exist because i'm too young to appreciate like you know the the high points of the game like the music or like the the little interactions you see from each of the little characters and things um and it just it didn't it didn't click then and i I, honestly i probably think like i mean i'm still pretty bad at games i I think we've kind of established that (laughs) on this pod but like i mean seven-year-old matt Eight-year-old Matt Herold, I was trying to comprehend. Katamari Damacy? Are you kidding me?
1: No doesn't sound, it doesn't bad doesn't hand-eye coordination. No,
0: <laughs>
2: I, I couldn't even figure out the controller.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is actually it a little difficult to control at times, I, even now. So, I get it.
2: So, L- Lucas, I mean, did it did it click for you right away, or was it like? I
0: think so. I think it really yeah. did. Yeah, I think the the so the concept is so simple in nature, right? It's just you roll, you pick up objects, you get big and then you're able to pick up bigger objects. But like when you start getting so big and you're like I'm able to pick up a building now and then like there's all these <laughs> like really awesome surprises like oh my I'm picking up the the whole land like in the final level. It's like I got the cloud now, I got the rain, I can pick up a rainbow. Like everything is just pleasantly like little like picked up and I don't know it it just it clicks right away cuz it is such a very simple concept for a game. In fact, I want to I want to get into this as to why I really like it so much. I think it actually is the purest video game. It's gonna sound weird. It's the purest video game game that we've played on this podcast. And what I mean by that is, it has a, a very small emphasis on story. The story is just a small vehicle to kind of make the the mechanics of the game play out. Um, it has doesn't have a focus of depth of like mechanical things. It doesn't have like a big focus on really anything except just the joy of like controlling a katamari and rolling it around and like listening to some amazing soundtrack and there's honestly these moments where you're just rolling around zoned in and like there's this nice flow that you end up getting into when you're playing the game and i think it like that is a a thing about video games that i think is really great because they are an interactive medium that can induce that state of flow and when you're flowing in this game it feels really really great unlike most of the games that we've played on this podcast, which don't allow you to hit that level. Yeah,
2: it's um, I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, a, a better sensation than having, you know, like that music play in the background and then the, the screams of everyone as you roll them up. Yeah. And then, <laughs> over, like this cheery music. Uh, it's the best. It's just, it's just so bizarre. It's just like what? what huh Huh? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know even it's just so weird and such a beautiful game and I know like I think today especially like just kind of hits different because especially like as you know we all work full-time um playing this game today and playing something that's so simple and so just like basic it's like it just it it's um therapeutic yeah exactly Uh, would would you agree
0: Sarah Sarah how did you Oh, go, go ahead. ahead sorry no no no. go ahead uh, so this saying, is your show I-
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when interrupt i me.
0: <laughs> interrupt me
1: <laughs> when i play it's just like brain off head empty like i can just like zone out and play and i think too i really like the timed element because like i have a hard time playing games sometimes like at night especially during the work week because like i will just play Till like 1am which I can't do anymore because I'm an old hag and I can't like wake up (laughs) in the morning without getting an adequate amount of sleep so like something like this is really good because like I like the timed levels just like help me so much as far as like okay like I did the start and now I'm done and I have to go to bed yeah I'm like I feel like fulfilled because I accomplished like a whole level
2: the time things are sick too because like it gives you just it's just the right amount to like pick it up for 15 minutes right or whatever Mm -hmm. like like today I mean admittedly I had a little pressed for time so I didn't beat the game till today, but <laughs> um I was like, oh, I have some time in between
0: meetings. I'm gonna pick up
2: this game and play right now. That's <laughs> like, kinda you know?
0: that's kinda what I ended up doing as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just
2: like those perfect fifteen little fifteen minute blips or like ten minute blips or what have you, and it's just it fits
0: yeah, perfectly. And really and
2: it's this incredibly satisfying gameplay loop, right? I mean I mean we've we've just we're you know, 14 minutes in this recording. We talk about the game for maybe 10. We've described the game in its entirety already. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> the nothing game. else. No, no gameplay mechanic uh surprise coming here, guys. Like, that, that's it. You roll shit up and you make it into stars. Yeah. Um, there was a whole... But there's
0: beautiful. <laughs> I was there's this whole thing. I watched... There is a great Did You Know Gaming um, YouTube video on uh, Katamari Damacy. That's... Uh, it's pretty short. It's probably five, six minutes. And they plug some really interesting things on there. Talking about how the creator uh kaita i'm I'm probably mispronouncing his first name kaita Takashi, takahashi um yeah super creative guy actually the creator of Katamara damasi uh his formal trade was in sculpture at a very pre- prestigious uh japanese art university um and he he was he had like a very awesome sense of humor that he picked up on in his sculpture in his formal art um, and then when he started getting into video game design, um, with Namco, he, I think he joined a smaller Namco team. He had the idea and pitched it. And like some people were like, eh, it kind of has potential. It seems cool. But I think there was a lot of like humor, charm, and sculpture influence in what he was really had as his vision. And keep in mind, these are his only games that he's ever really developed. He has one other new game that has come out called Watam, um, and that, that actually came out not too long ago and kind of got some mixed reviews for those of you that want to look into that. Um, but Katamari Damasi by far is like his, you know, his legacy as a video game designer. And uh, just the, the level of humor that he brings into it and the charm is just so great because it is such an unrealistic game. It's so silly. It can't have any real serious degree of like seriousness to it. It has to be funny. Uh, It has to be charming. It has to be have this really hilarious tone, and it nails all those tones. Even when like you restore a constellation, and the little girl's like, I feel it. I feel it. (laughs) The (laughs) phoenix has returned.
2: Oh, I feel it. I feel the cosmos. Cancer king, scuttling back. So yummy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then she like like spins. It looks like in like a hilarious like I don't know like, a, a, adult swim animation thing that you might see like at three in the morning, and it, you're just like, "What was that?" <laughs> but it's somehow <sometimes laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, I I love a, every aspect of of
2: that part too. I I really like the developer too because like he talks about how after video games he like he didn't want to. It was never his plan to stay in video games forever. Like Luke, you see, mentioned he has a sculpture background and like. He wanted to build a playground for children. That was his next place he wanted to take his career. Such a jump, right? But I mean, imagine how sick of a like playground this guy would design, right? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. It'd just be a Katamari. Like, it'd be a Katamari, just like Katamari's everywhere. And then all of a sudden you see a two centimeter little man coming at you.
0: Five centimeters. Like, five According centimeters. According to the, the canon you. of the, of, yeah, that's right.
2: He ends the game at seven centimeters. <laughs> he grows He, two grows. Centimeters throughout the game. he grows. <laughs> grows.
0: that's awesome
2: he grows with the cosmos yeah the universe
0: that's amazing yeah. yeah i just like all these little things right i don't know if you guys picked up on it but like every menu is like different and silly like every place you go like the the overworld if you want to call it that or like the menu screen is like a planet you walk around on the save screen is like a house on that planet uh it's just like i don't know like every single aspect of this game was like thought about in terms of like, how can we just make this a little bit off or a little bit different? And it works. It's weird because it's almost
2: like so like basic. It's almost high level because of that. right? <laughs> like I, I couldn't comprehend it and appreciate it when I was like eight or whatever. Um, Sarah, did you have any like drastically different opinions or like, I know you like the game now or when we were playing when we were kids and I know you like it now, but Did you, I guess, interpret anything differently or feel differently about anything in the game specifically playing it now that we're older?
1: Yeah, there was. Well, one, it was like way easier, (laughs) like uh, just like significantly easier. It was like I've replayed Spyro recently and I was like, wow, I'm like way better at video games now. Or maybe this just wasn't hard. Um, But I was like thinking because I was playing it and I was like, gosh, there's like so much like just shit thrown around. Oh, wait, can you cut? You can cuss, right? This is (laughs) you're
0: not allowed to fucking cuss. (laughs)
1: Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Um, But there's so much, like... There's so many objects all over the world. You can say
0: shit. Uh, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to
1: like make it clear what I'm talking about. it's not actually poop.
2: You <laughs> yeah. listen to the podcast, there. You know what we're about here. I don't know. I don't pay
1: like that much attention to the oh the cursing. We're like, all just language in, reading.
0: It just yeah. like is so. We're so. I actually
2: I make a point to mark explicit on every episode we upload because oh, okay. you never know when Apple's going to come and audit
1: us. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's big. Sorry, sorry. Continue. Oh, what I was like, I was like, I wonder if like he meant this to be like a commentary on consumerism because there's just so much stuff in the game. I thought that So then too. I Googled it and like, I guess in an interview he did basically say it was like partly inspired by like consumer culture. Um, so I thought that was interesting just because especially like during the pandemic, like, I don't know. I know some people have had the response to online shop a lot. But, like, I kind of went the other direction where I was just, like, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't need anything. I'm not going anywhere. No one's seeing me. Like, I bought a TRX setup and that was it um, at the beginning. So, I don't know. It was just, like, it was interesting playing it now and kind of in, like, this post, uh, like, consumer ideology I have. And also, like, with, like, um, it's kind of funny, like, that KonMari method kind of sounds like Katamari. And that is all about, like purging what doesn't give you joy oh
0: whoa yeah
1: yeah and it's it's i think she is oh. yeah I, I think um i can't remember if she is japanese or not i think she might be um but like yeah the whole method is designed to basically like purge out what doesn't give you joy and katamari is all about like just gathering all this stuff that people yeah, just have lying yeah. around their homes and towns and I do, I do
0: really like that reading of the game of like kind of the the real idea of it. I think I, I did see um, in one interview that the creator Takahashi had talked about how he actually really enjoys everyday objects at the same time. Like like a potted plant, right? There's a lot of like you pick up a lot, a lot of potted plants when you're like a little bit of a smaller katamari on certain on pretty much every level. And he said like, yeah, like we designed every single object individually and there's even like you can there's like a collection of objects that you can find on like the menu screens and stuff like that and he has this like philosophy it it is an object-based game like objects are intrinsic to the quality of the game because if you were collecting just like shapes and polygons it it wouldn't be the same as like collecting a go tile or a potted plant it'd be
2: really interesting to um if there was like a mode they could Turn off like the art of the game, right, and just click the underlying polygons and like squares. It like. wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> imagine, yeah. Imagine how, and then turn the music off.
0: Dev mode. Oh no! Oh my Dude, god! Yeah. It would be and so it's like, depressing. Why does this exist? Yeah.
1: <laughs> then yeah. it'd be and like it'd... a very grim commentary yeah. on consumer culture. Yeah, it would.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I. It's. It's funny that that it could. I like the reading of it, feeling like it could be really about like consumerism and stuff like that, or gathering or amassing objects or wealth. But I also think like there is all this joy in these little objects that you're picking up where you're like, oh, that's cute. That's like a little potted plant or like, oh, yeah, it's like that's a cool cat. Let me grab it. or It's like it doesn't feel it. What could feel like a very sinister theme doesn't necessarily feel sinister. It's kind of my reading about it. How can it, right? Like in that well, setting. You could you could make it feel dark. You could you can add in some stuff on there that could be a lot darker. It just was it just didn't go that direction, you know?
2: I do like how it is implied that the people that are getting, you know, turned into katamaris aren't necessarily dying or whatever. Cause um I mean spoilers. At the end it has um the family on the moon be like, Huh, ah, we're on the moon. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the all just happened. I, I just remember the sun's like, huh, ah, we're on a cosmic family vacation now or something like that it's awesome and um it i um my my brain's a little not as developed as these two so i didn't get the consumerism um reading <laughs> come on Matthew. Um i was just having fun rolling shit up and didn't think too hard about it <laughs> 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 but uh i i like that reading I, I do like i think such interesting and fun art forms are like when things will Take topics that are pretty heavy I mean you see this music so much right where the lyrics will be heavier about like really heavy topics like you know suicide depression, um, poverty what have you but then I'll have like this upbeat underlying um, soundtrack to go with it and instrumentals and from that aspect if you read it like how you guys are, I think that this game is just like that, which is pretty fun.
0: That's yeah, actually cool. true. It is like a little to you are kind of destroying entire cities uh, near the end. And yeah, it's
2: pretty people fun. People scream. You, yeah, you're, people just, are screaming. you're destroying siblings. You end the game wrapping up the world in the credits, like each scream. continent.
0: That's yeah. true. <laughs> so. Okay. We got to move on to art style, though. How are we feeling yeah. about the art? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how are we feeling about art style?
2: Matt, I you want to go? Sarah, you're an artist. Oh, fun Sarah. fact, everyone. Sarah's Sarah. an artist. Sarah's
0: an artist. Um, she, she'll never admit it. Sarah, but. what's your art Instagram? You gotta plug. I don't
1: have an art Instagram. I <laughs> I used to draw a lot, and I definitely don't as much anymore. But yeah, I, I, in middle school, I had big dreams of being an illustrator, and then I was like, you know what? I'm lacking talent, <laughs> and I'm you're, not really- You're an
0: artist without an Instagram art 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 Instagram? That doesn't that does that's not that's not right.
1: That's, well, I don't. I mean, I've probably I've had on my like New Year's goal for like the past three years to fi- finish a sketchbook, <laughs> and like I'm just still working on the same sketchbook. It's not. It's not. It's.
0: So what is your artistic opinion on the art style of Katamari Damasi?
1: Oh, well, I really like I mean, like when I played it when I was younger, even I definitely did like like all the attention that's paid to all the objects and like how stylized they are and like how like lovely just everything looks. Um, and especially with the remastered edition, everything just looks like a little bit nicer and everything. Um, and like, I don't know, I think it's kind of neat that like the people and the animals look a little like blocky and like I almost like that. kind of like lego or like fisher price toy like i don't it's very like unique um and fun and i think like i like it a lot too especially because like when it came out i felt like like a lot of stuff was moving away from being kind of fun and bright and like happy looking so it was very nice playing a game that was kind of more on that end because like matt and i talk about this a lot but like the tonal shift between jack and daxter and jack 2 <laughs> was like very jarring to me as yeah. a child <laughs> And so that like getting to go back and play a game that is just like light and like nice like that was really exciting. And yeah, I mean the details like insane. Just like you pick up an eraser and it has the whole logo on it. Like it's it just it it boggles the mind how much <laughs> time they must have spent like doing all those models and everything.
0: Especially for that era when like compute computing right? power was a very big thing to take into account. They had to strike a balance between like number of polygons on screen and level of detail, which I think is they they hit it. <laughs> I mean, I, we played the I think you guys played the remastered version, right? But did you play the original? I did not. No. Oh. But I'm saying it, back then, it, it can't be too far off because I know that some parts of it got redone like cutscenes and stuff, and obviously it got widescreened. And stuff like that, but I mean, if the the last level where you start off really small and you get huge and you you start picking up islands and buildings, that's all in one continuous level with zero loading screens. There is a technical component here that is very strong, that they clearly were, had to work a lot, cl- work very hard on. You know,
2: to get it all to render at once, right?
0: Yeah, to have all that yeah. art, all that polygon on screen, it it does have a little bit of a minimalist art style, like you said, Sarah, where like things are blocky, and that's probably. Like a, a constraint that they had to work under that led to a very specific style, um, which is you know how creative things come about, right? Like they're given this this limitation of how much computing power the PS2 has. So it develops a style for every object in the game to be a little bit blockier than have too many polygons on it. Um, so it's kind of a, 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 a I like the art style a lot. That's all to say that. Like I like the little minimal, like the light minimalism to it, the pastel light colors. And yeah, like you said, like the Fisher Price style toy-like nature of some of the objects, I really, I really enjoy that. Yeah, and um, I mean, I can't. This is one of those games that
2: you can't imagine it being any other kind of art style, right? Right. Like, um, imagine this in Unreal Engine, like how Spec Ops was. No, <laughs> no, it would, it would not work. You'd <laughs> like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be awful. Wouldn't be right. Uh, you get like probably nausea from the rolling, and then. I don't know, you'd have it It'd just be a mess. Um, So I I really think this is a game that there's very few art styles that could work for the type of gameplay it's going for. Um, So I I love that aspect of it, how it's so unique in its own little thing. Um, And the the way things scale in that game is so good, right? Like it's so it's so satisfying when you, you know, you start at like 50 centimeters or a meter size in your Katamari. You're rolling things all around in your starting area and then you come back when you're, you know, 15 meters and you just roll up the whole area and then you can see like where you started you're like, oh, that's where I was. And then it's I, I feel like that probably is one of the harder games to or excuse me. One of the harder parts of this game in general and designing it as well as a whole is making that process of scaling up within the world feel as natural and as organic as something like that can be like it never feels jarring to go from like five meters to six meters or, you know, five meters to 10 meters, what have you. It feels like, yes, this is natural due to what I'm rolling up. This makes sense. And it plays off that too with how you obviously, you know, continue to roll up bigger things. So the way it all builds on itself and then, you know, um, comes together with you rolling up a fucking island, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At the end exactly. of it and clouds and, and, and rainbows. It never feels unnatural within the mechanics of the game and within the art style and the setting it creates. Um, And there was one thing too, I love one of the game modes where or excuse me, one of the constellations you're doing, right? Um, The, the mode in that one, because those are kind of almost like mini games, the constellations where as each one has like a different unique set of rules, like roll up a bunch of goose eggs or roll up crowns or whatever. There's one where it's just call the king. Once you think you hit 10 meters, and then if you try and do that at the beginning of the game or like right when you get it, that's going to be really hard, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know once you've played it enough, you kind of get an idea of oh, this is what 10 meters give or take looks like. And that's consistent through the game. It's not like unique to each level. So, being able to actually relatively judge that well is a really cool feature and how it just really just just hits different. Did you
0: guys play the the one the constellation? <laughs> I think it's Ursa Major where you're getting a bear or there's one with the cow? <gasps> and it just immediately ended for me because i just got it yeah a, There a a bear like <laughs> so you're there was the bear when it's like
2: roll up the biggest bear you can find and uh, like the game the mo or the round starts and like a bear just walks into
0: me and it's like you got one <laughs> <laughs> that was okay i i like couldn't believe that level i actually thought that was a joke like i thought Like, was that intentional? Like, was that a play? Like, was that some sort of hilarious meta, like commentary on just like the game itself? Just like, roll up the biggest bear. Okay, you're done. And then like, there's no consequence. You beat the level. You can move on. I'm just like, that level was two seconds long. That's hilarious. Um, But it's like a high score level, basically. It's like an extra challenge, right?
1: Yeah, no, I don't think oh, you get yeah. anything bonus. I think you might be able to find like a cousin or something in that level, but oh, okay,
0: oh, okay. got a lot of
2: cousins. I like the cousins too. I, that's the other thing I like is I love the the like the, the menu basically, right? The different worlds you can visit, yeah. The overworld, like how you're talking about earlier, Lucas. Like just seeing all your little cousins just hanging out. I don't know. It's just like just oh, what him. up, what up, bro? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, so uh, moving on to sound design. Uh, man so good i could hear like little Ooh. sound effects in my head as we're like talking about it sarah what'd you think
1: i love it like i i've always loved the music in it but also like just the noise it makes when you like knock over a person and they go like flying it's so, is so good yeah it's uh it's just chef's kiss i think that's actually yeah. that was my note for sound design was just chef's kiss, chef's kiss? Yes. <laughs> yes
0: yes so true. I love the, my favorite little sound bite sound design thing is like when the cops see you and start shooting at you. And like, I didn't know what was going on at first. It's like, am I getting shot at? Are they really shooting at me? I just roll them up. You see uh, this, this works
2: way better for me, Lucas, than jet set radio. Cause <laughs> like when the cops shoot you in that game, it's like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. No it's, fun. You have the guys screaming at you. It's a bad time. But here it's just like, I right, bitch, I'm gonna roll you up.
0: Yeah, it sucks. When, uh, audience, to to those listening to the podcast, Matt has uh, trouble with like consequences in video games. He struggles with like when a video game like yeah, punishes you. He, it's it's hard for him.
2: Tell me what you see. Sure, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, little little rap ad lib free there. Um, go ahead, Lucas.
0: No, no, I I just agree with everything Sarah said on sound design. Chef's kiss for sure. Super good. Um, I, I think... I'm a little
2: upset. Actually, I kind of want to unpack what you just said there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. But it. I feel like this is the wrong podcast. We'll talk about it sense. later on in Anything's Possible episode. Um, we'll, well, hey, if you guys think Matt's bad at video games, you could send us an email at uh, you know
1: whatever our email. That's list. different
0: we, than having trouble with consequence.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> is two different issues. Okay, that's fine. We'll we'll,
0: we'll fight. We'll fight later about it. Uh, right now, we're trying to you know we're trying to record an episode on Katamari Damacy. So, sound design. I love the sound design, I love the music, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was such a pleasant surprise for me, Uh, such a diverse set of tracks on there. You're getting hit with like a Japanese like city pop jazz song in one level. Then you're getting hit with like kind of a weird like acapella Japanese kind of like weird song. Some songs are like completely undescribable. My favorite song and Sam who is listening to this, he's our producer. Our audience knows him very well. Please throw in uh, cherry, cherry tree time right now. <laughs> best song ever in any video game it's like the choir like little kids choir song that plays that's like very heavenly and has like all these strings and like violins and cellos it's chef, two chef's it's so kisses good. for that song it's so uh, good. yeah matt what do you think energy speed
2: <laughs> momentum okay. god damn it
1: no um <laughs> it does make you want to roll faster
2: <laughs> it does no, I-, I loved it. I mean, the I, I kind of tie it back to like the contradictions in the game. Like obviously it's all presented very cartoony and very fun, but like as you roll these people up, they are terrified. They're running from you. They're screams. <laughs> like kind of cartoony screams, but screams nonetheless. But god, that sound it makes when you finally get the like the little blip it makes when you roll someone up with the overlaying music or overplaying music. <laughs> It's it's perfect. It's um, as 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 the theme goes today. It's a chef's kiss, right? Chef's um, No, I love it. And the soundtrack is so good. Uh, Lucas, I think you did a little bit more research on the soundtrack than I did. Were any of the song? I mean, I think some of them were, but was the whole soundtrack produced for this game? I believe so. Pulled?
0: Yeah. So I think that none of these were licensed tracks. I think these were all original soundtracks. Um, so good. And please, if, if if I'm wrong on that, somebody correct me uh, in, is yeah. by sending us an email. We keep wanting to keep people to send us emails. Uh, this is a great opportunity to correct somebody who's wrong. Uh, Matt, <laughs> one of the songs you did bring up, though, that you really liked, which was Que Sarah, Sarah that is a song. That's a real song. Um, okay. So maybe it was a cover of that or it was just a licensed version of that song. Uh, more, more than likely, it was a cover. But that is a real song.
2: It was really good, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The whole the whole thing was really good. Sarah, what was your favorite song?
1: I like the one because it gets me every time where I'm like, oh, this is like a nice like love song. And then he's like, I wanna roll you up into my life. And I'm like, Yeah, I love that song. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I know you love me. I wanna roll you up into my life. Let's roll up to be a single
0: star in the sky. It's kind
2: of like a, really jazzy, like,
0: to... like a jazzy,
2: like a
1: jazzy, like, yeah, it's really
2: yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. You, a lot of the, the songs you have that kind of jazz vibe to it, like, um, yeah, Kesar Asura does. Um, and I love the sound that plays in the music whenever you're presenting your Katamari to the king.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, it's so cool. And then, like, that, like, kind of more not serious but more um, composed music combined with the King's ridiculous dialogue. It's just some, it's, um, it's a juicy contradiction.
0: I love the consistency of like the King's dialogue and what he says where he just, <laughs> he always ends it with like, the world really is full of things and like just kind of <laughs> turns it into like a star. I love—I don't know why I just, I love that stuff. i, I I'm a sucker for like when video games or when anything really just keeps kind of repeating this this specific phrase. Matt, we covered this in Killer 7 with like the master we're in a tight spot thing. Oh, like I, I love just love game. when characters like re say lines at very specific moments and like it just ingrains into your head like the it almost feels like you could say that. Like that almost feels like the consumerism commentary. You finish okay. a level and the king says, "Beautiful katamari. This is one of the most beautiful ones we've ever seen." Wow, here's the objects that you gathered. The earth really is full of things. And then, like, turns it into a star. I don't know. It just seems, it's like poetic almost. It really is, yeah. All right. Kind of my favorite part
2: of the podcast as of late NPC Award. Um, this is where we talk about our, our favorite uh, guy or gal from the game. Sarah, you're the guest. This is your episode. This is your spotlight. Who was your favorite NPC?
1: All right, I thought like really hard about this because I think the obvious choice is the king, um, of all cosmos, to be specific. But I really like the mom, I think, of the um family because for most of it she just is like not paying attention to her children's like concerns.
0: <laughs> she is not. And she's, she's like, no. very
1: focused on getting things done and getting them to the like launch for the husband, father and like She's completely unbothered. Like I love there's this scene where the kids are like they see the Katamari like rolling by with like something like a cow or a skyscraper or something attached to it and they're like, oh my god, and she's just like, all right, we're bored in the plane, like let's get (laughs) moving.
2: Yep. Here is a news update. The night sky is showing signs of recovery. The cause is being investigated.
1: Hurry up now. Mom, now they're saying the stars are coming back. that's nice, dear. We'll miss the plane unless we hurry. But that's what they said.
0: I love that. That's a great NPC pick. That's a that's a dark horse pick for sure.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah.
0: you. <laughs> what about you, Matt? I really like the daughter. <laughs> She's
2: good. good. Every every scene where it's just like, ah, I feel it. The cosmos, <laughs> and like she always Talking says something. She time. says
0: something as she's like rolling backwards and disappearing. Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so good." Yeah, that's that good. was mine. Um, I'm I'm going with the obvious one here. It's the king of all cosmos. The king. Uh, I mean, that's my, that's my NPC award. You know, he's lit. Uh, fun fact: His face is modeled after Freddie Mercury. Learn that. Uh, oh. to- makes total sense.
1: That makes uh, lot of sense. It's
0: awesome too. It's it's badass kick. i love that um and yeah i just love when he says he he always approaches you with like bonjour have you been to france <laughs> i've been to Fra- we're at we're <laughs> in france it's like man, it, it's he just always says like some sort of greeting in another language uh and i, I love i just i love that <laughs> and then, and then he's the, honestly the one of the things. more eccentric like video game characters i've encountered
2: in general yeah he's yeah. great Alrighty, companion piece, Sarah. Companion piece, pick. Um, You have the outline. This is where we talk about a piece of media that serves as a good accessory, a good companion piece for this video game. Because you know, we all like to game, but we like to read books too. We like to watch movies, TV. Sarah, what you got?
1: All right, I thought about this very hard because I was originally going to pick. A video game and felt really like secure in my choice, and then I went back and read, and I was like, "That's not how how this works." You're supposed to Um, pick a non-video game. Yeah, so I not I'm not gonna (laughs) not gonna do the video game. Um, so I was thinking about movies, and I was going to go with um, what's that one, Baby Driver? But since um, what's his face, Kevin Spacey? No, yeah, is Is like yeah, who's is it? Him? Yeah, and he's kind of problematic, so it's not my official companion piece but that movie the music's really integral to it so i was that's what i was going for but my official companion piece is hail caesar which i believe is by the coen brothers and it's this like comedic movie that does have like a really like standout like dance musical number with channing tatum um and it's just it's like about kind of old hollywood and it's very irreverent um, and like comedic and nostalgic. And when I think about Katamari Damasi, like those are things I think about, um, which is like it's, it's always like a nostalgic game for me, but it holds up really well, kind of like old Hollywood movies. Um, and like uh, there, there's just like this reverency and like comedic aspect to it. So, um, and also it's like highly underrated. And I think Katamari Damasi is a little underrated too. So,
0: that's a great that's a really I love the Coen Brothers, so I'm loving that. Thank Sarah, you. Sarah, I'm that. curious, what was the game you were gonna pick?
1: Um Stardew Valley. Ooh, Luke yes. Is like Stardew
0: Valley. I yeah. love Stardew Valley. Oh it's okay. so
1: it that's like my other like relax at night game I play.
0: That game is honestly like it's kinda it's kinda like video game heroin is what I've kind of described oh, it to Matt as.
1: <laughs> you just it's like, inject you, you oh. just
0: inject it into your veins and just zone out for hours. It's the best.
1: It's perfect. It's the best like farming sim out there, and I never need to go back to Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons again because <laughs> I have right. the perfect game.
2: What about what you, about? Lucas? Oh, oh that's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I I um I bounced around a couple. I had a, actually I had, I had a hard time figuring out for this one because it's so unique, right? Um, my first thought. And this isn't my official pick, but my first thought. I don't know why was Ed and Eddie. Um, really which i love that show and i still think it could be a good pick um but i'm going with a broadway musical avenue sweeney or i don't know todd. if it's broadway but
0: avenue oh, Q. Avenue, okay um <laughs> she knew sarah <laughs>
1: no i was like it's gonna be sweeney todd because that's matt's favorite musical
0: you're just gonna pick sweeney todd even though it has nothing to do with
2: yeah um so avenue q is like this not cartoony but like yeah, kind of cartoony like play with puppets and things in it and very just like fun, upbeat, kind of honestly not PC, cont- not probably kind of controversial music by today's standards, but um, just like a, yeah, go go listen to it. Yeah, that, Avenue Q, Spotify. Um, it's just a fun musical. That's um, like kind of dark comedy, I guess. There, do you think that's a fair way to describe it? Yeah, like yeah. Non PC dark comedy. It's
1: yeah. like a like dark Sesame Street, basically. Yeah, exactly. Dark Sesame that's Street. That's a great way
2: to describe it. Yeah. So, okay. Highly recommend. The listeners at home, check that out. And email us what you
0: think about it. Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. Luke. Okay, All right. <laughs> Mine is going to be a single, uh, a single track. Like a single, like a song. Oh, like a single. One song. Right? Yeah. Uh it's going to be Plastic Love by my Mar- I'm gonna butcher the name. It's a Japanese artist. Maria Takauchi. Okay. This I'm song familiar. shows up for those of you that browse the YouTube playlists of like Japanese eighties jazzy pop. This always shows up on there. Uh you can find it on Spotify. You could definitely find it on YouTube. I could link the uh, like music that's very similar to kind of what I think Katamari Damasi goes for. This track really goes for it. it's very, it's very nice. I don't know how else to describe it. Producer Sam, you're gonna have to put that one in there for us. <laughs> can, yeah, I don't know if we can. I mean, it's kind of copyrighted. I like, yeah. all, like, I like everything we throw in the pot is copyrighted. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sam, for putting us at risk. But you know, we we love you, man. I think yeah. that
1: falls under fair use. You know, let's just say I'm a librarian, say, so I know a little bit about
0: oh, copyright. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, um, favorite
0: i favorite moment. Yeah, what do you? Go for it. I didn't really have
2: a favorite moment. It was just, like, I just loved it all. There's not really, like, anything I can pinpoint about the game. I guess I would say the beginning, because it just immediately drew drew me in, but there's... This is, like, the first time I I can't pinpoint a definitive, like, moment in the game where I'm like, fuck yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess maybe, like, the final level when you're just rolling up everything, but... Yeah, I don't have like a specific like, yes, this is sick.
0: I got one. This is not
2: really like story beats or anything, right? You know, it's just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: have a favorite moment, though. Okay. It's the first time that my favorite song kicks in on that fish on the. Uh, It's on. I don't know if the tracks play in any sort of random randomized order per level. But um, the first time I heard this song, it was on the Pisces level. So the level where you're trying to collect all the fish. Um, it's like pretty early on, um, maybe it's probably like the third or fourth level that you play, maybe the fifth level that you play where you kind of get, you kind of get the game at that point. Like you can control stuff, you know how to turn, you can kind of do a 180. You could, you know, you know how to like leverage all the controls at that point point. and that song, like you start the level and the song kicks in and like, you just hear these kind of strings and violins and you see like, there's the fish all over the level. And like, you see like fish, like going in and out of the water in a little loop. And it's just like, oh, my God, I want to go there. And you like roll over there <laughs> and you like pick them up. And like it's I honestly, I was I, I had like a very heavenly moment playing that game at that moment where I was like, oh, my God, like this just all the combination of everything is leading to this moment of like everything feeling good for sure. Like from the music to like the humor and the charm of it on top of just having fun while playing it. That moment really, really hit for me very hard.
2: I really enjoyed the text I was getting from you while you were playing.
0: <laughs> what did I say? Just like, uh, it was just like the bruh cherry blossom. I, I-, <laughs> Dude, <that's- laughs> I, I, I played that song. I just no, I haven't I haven't stopped listening to it. <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. good, Sarah. What Alrighty, about you, Sarah?
1: Um, I think. Well, like, I love, like, in level, I think it's, like, five where you just do, it's, like, kind of the first one, star five, I think, where you start pretty small and you get, like, pretty big by the end just because it's, like, really satisfying. But I think one of the standout ones that I noticed, like, every single time I've played this game, and I've played it through so many times now, I can't even count, Um, like, you're rolling, and I can't tell what level it's in, but, like, you're rolling and you see, like, this cat. And I think it might be wearing a crown or it's definitely, like, up on a level or something. Like, it's on a pillow. It's higher than all these other cats. And it's, like, clearly, like, the leader cat. And then all the other cats are just, like, watching it. And the, <laughs> I notice, like, every single time I play And I always, like, think it's funny as I'm rolling them up because it's just, like, this one cat that's, like, the chief cat. like That's the amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that kind of ridiculous, ridiculousness really just defines this game, right?
0: <laughs> There's a little humor that's in there. It's yeah. like so peppered in. It might be the funniest yeah. game we've ever played on the pod.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, I, one of the funniest games, so.
0: it's definitely one of the funniest games I've played, period. So it might be the funniest one that we've we've done for this podcast. So, I mean, underrated, <laughs> like an underrated component of video games, humor, who would have thought? Seriously? Yeah. All right. Nitpicks.
2: Nitpicks. Huh?
0: I I don't have any. I wish it was longer, but also like I'm glad that it's a short experience, but that's all I got. Yeah, Sarah.
1: Um, yeah, I don't really have any like I think maybe at certain points some of the levels can get a little repetitive but I kind of like that because like you kind of know like oh, okay if I go here there's the farm and there's probably going to be like chickens or sheep to pick up so yeah. like it, even though it's a little repetitive and especially because you get bigger as you go along so like you get to see more and more of these spaces that you've been right? like yeah. existing in for so long so like yeah it, like they could have shaken up a little bit more but I think the constellations do a good job of doing that so I guess it's not I, really a I nitpick agree. I talked myself out of the nitpick <laughs> Yeah.
0: <great. laughs> what about you Matt
2: Yes, I'm notorious for my nitpicks. I really am.
0: Um, <laughs> You're notorious for a lot of things, actually. Yeah, like my consequences only small video.
2: thing with this game maybe would be um, controls are a little janky. But I think that kind of plays into it now because I, I think it'd be way too easy if the controls weren't a little janky. And then it's a little annoying when you get like stuck behind something that's like a moving obstacle. But of like, of course, you would get stuck. That's like, why wouldn't you? Right. And that's just like what would happen. Don't um, <laughs> get stuck. Yeah, you'd get stuck or you won't. You have to like really squirm to get through like an underpass once you get too big, um, which are things that I also really like about the game, though, because like, you know, if a- another game would just have you kind of face through it when you're trying to get through that underpass, like the-, the top of your Katamari would just face through. But not this game. You have to back yourself out slowly or what have you. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, I just turned my nitpicks. And yeah. Playing, but, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's rare. Wow. It just, it's, okay. it's
1: very committed to like the physics within which it exists.
2: Right. It it sticks to what it establishes very well. I agree. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, this, uh, you know, we're at the final conclusive thoughts of the game section of the outline. <laughs> very strict outline that we follow on this podcast. For those of you that haven't been listening for very long. Um. So this is the point where we're going to just give some final thoughts and talk about our rating for those that don't understand the thanks for playing rating system. It is the finest rating system in the video game world. Each one of us are going to give this game our personal rating out of 10. It's going to add up to a number out of 30. That is the official score of this game for this podcast episode. Um, Final thoughts, I'll start. Awesome game. The most game game we've ever played. The funniest game we've ever played on the pod um incredible soundtrack uh and no nitpicks so that's my <laughs> final Whoa. conclusive thoughts Sarah
1: I, I I'm zoned out a little I listened to it what's <laughs> do I do numbers or no no, no. Not, yet, not yet not yet go ahead oh, go, okay, okay. oh it's just cut. like final oh yeah. I yeah yeah, I mean like I well, when I'm really glad everyone liked the game because I was really worried <laughs> Matt wouldn't like it on replay and revisit and I'm really glad Lucas that you liked it cuz I was really nervous. Um but yeah, like I just think like it's such a good game. It's so unique. I like I really love that like they did not americanize it at all when they like brought it over. You know, they just like translated stuff and that was it. Like everything feels very like of the moment in Japan. I love and I have trivia that I was not able to work in. It is part of oops, oh, throw it's it in. a permanent collection of video games at the MoMA in New York.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. And it's like up there with like Pac-Man and like Myst and like Minecraft. Ooh. Yeah,
0: that feels right. Okay. I hope, counter, I hope Counter-Strike's in there.
1: I don't think it is, but I can double check real <laughs> no, quick. No, I hope that it's not pieces. in there. Please, no. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. So that's, like a, that's like an immortalized, uh, like, you know, it is, it exists in a very, like, sustainable form in in the Modern Art Museum there. Yes.
1: Really, yeah,
0: really that's really, really cool. yeah. Um,
2: I'm really glad I played this game again, because, and Sarah, I'm glad you mentioned this. I was afraid I wouldn't like it, right? because um, i i remember not liking it very much when i was younger and i guess just now my brain got a you know my, my katamari in here got a little bigger <laughs>
0: <laughs> matt just pointed out his head for those of you that can't see the podcast uh but i you.
2: i loved this game this time around um my only complaint maybe and i coming for me this is saying something uh i thought it was maybe a little too easy actually because i mean i think this is part of the appeal of the game as well but i mean like at the last level, I mean, if you don't get to, like, 800 meters at least, what are you doing, right? And, the like, the threshold to pass the level is 300 meters, right? Um, and you're able to do that with, like, ample extra time. Um, so I thought uh, it would have been a much different experience if the game actually did really press you for time. In the same way, though, like I mentioned, it would be a different game at that point. I feel like, like, the point of the game isn't to beat the time. That's just there as a driving mechanic to kind of, like, pace things for you, I think. So. Right. I loved it. Um, and not really final thoughts. But one thing I did want to touch on that Sarah kind of just brought mm-hmm. up that I really like is I, I'd be I'd be really interested to kind of get um, the perspective on this game from a like native Japanese person. Someone that grew up there, because like you mentioned, none of this is translated or none of this is like um, localized to America. So we get like the direct translations or whatever. So I'd be curious to see if they like interpret anything a little bit differently. Like maybe there's like certain, you know, popular Japanese stereotypes that are in there that we're not picking up on. So I think that'd be a
0: little interesting thing. Oh, too, that is inter- that is interesting. I loved it. It was sick. Awesome. Okay. Ratings out of 10. We're all going to say this at the same time. We're going to add it up. Somebody's got to do the math. We'll figure it out. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, three, two, one, nine. Nine. Oh! Okay. Dang. Okay, Sarah, I thought you'd give it a 10. Makes (laughs) sense. It's your game. You chose this game. So, it makes sense. That is a, let's see, carry the one. 28 out of 30. Whoa. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a. Uh, if somebody can do the math, if they can divide twenty eight by thirty, anybody. Sarah, so you got a master's degree. Are you, you're putting out your calculator right now. I can
2: see you.
1: <laughs> it's not my master's degree. Is not in math. What's your master's Technic- degree? It, library science. So technically STEM, but not. It's.
0: I heard science.
1: Do we want uh, percent? Ninety three percent. Ninety three percent.
0: That's good. That's an A, right? Like. That's an A yes. in like right that. Kind of, <laughs> right yeah. librarian.
1: I, I didn't want to say, I didn't
0: want to say right librarian. That's no, so, like, fine. Rejected. I mean, my whole
1: <laughs> job is to answer questions. So. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> cool. Hell yeah.
2: All right. That's a good game. That would put us
0: in the Kakashi guy zone, right? Lucas. That's the Kakashi guy zone. zone. Uh, I, it might be the Naruto Sasuke achievement award zone. Oh, it could be that zone. Oh, so That's good. a good zone. Either way, those are some pretty powerful that's, uh, characters. Those it's pretty good. So very high. Yeah. Very high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, awesome, Matt. You want to go ahead and uh, sign us off? All right, everyone. Um, that was all we have today. Uh,
2: Sarah, thank you so much for joining. This was really fun. Thank where you, Sarah. Can our wonderful listeners find you online?
1: They can find me at a book jockey on Instagram, and that is where I review books. So, if anyone reads or is literate out there and wants to hear what I think about. More what you, you, you What's your favorite book? Can't read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> favorite book. Favorite book.
1: Um. Favorite book. Uh, you don't ask librarian what their favorite. You don't book ask. Is. Book. <laughs> you don't, you don't ask the like, librarian their there's favorite There's so many books. books. I'll say my favorite book I've read so far this year is probably Winter Keep by Kristen Kishore, which is a YA fantasy that's like extremely progressive and like really far-reaching, and I really like it. But I've also read like 20 other books I really liked this okay like in the past you're, six months so
0: you're you're expecting a lot from our audience i think because they're okay. listening to a podcast so obviously they can't read i'm L- just kidding
1: same that you do out true. of reading it's scientifically studied and i listen really? to a lot of audiobooks yeah i mean as long as you're paying uh, attention like if you're zoning out and listening to an audiobook you're not gonna like i have a hard time believing
0: as much. i have a hard time believing that one really
1: yeah. Like, I mean, it's just as engaging. It's like, if you listen to a really good, like, story podcast. Run the numbers! No, cause, cause I, I, numbers do you want me to cite some peer-reviewed articles? Because I can bring that up. <laughs>
0: Please do. Please source them correctly <laughs> using the <laughs> Dewey terminals. Decimal System. Oh, there's citation I want, um,
1: generators now. <laughs>
0: I, want, I want
2: MLA bibliography, whatever that shit was called.
0: Sarah, MLA. do you know what the Dewey Decimal System is?
1: It's racist is what it is.
0: Is oh, it? Whoa! Yeah. Wait, hey, go, wait, why?
1: Oh well, Dewey Decimal like yeah, there's like a whole history. Like he was like a huge sexist, and like pretty much any classification system is gonna have like bias. I mean, I could go on, but any classification system anyone whoa. makes is gonna bring in their own personal biases. So whoa, do we still yeah, use the Dewey Decimal system it, in public libraries? But I read in do you an find academic library.
0: How do you? How would i have you find to look it book? up.
1: Do you want me to look it up right now? No,
0: that's a joke because you'd find it oh. using the Dewey oh. Decimal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I totally <it, it> <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Sorry, you Matt, continue you with can't your
1: You questions. I'll just answer them for you or find <laughs> the answer.
2: <laughs> what a shocking revelation about the due decimal system. You heard it yeah, here Yeah, you first. heard
1: it here, folks. <laughs> that's
2: uh, that's kind of crazy. That's uh, hist- a uh, world first right here on... Uh,
0: thanks for playing. I mean, on not on really. really other people
1: have said it before, but oh, on thanks for playing, yeah. This
0: yeah. is the first time any one of our audience has heard that.
1: Yeah. Probably. Hot, I hot mean, takes.
0: Honestly.
2: Yeah all right um so you can find us uh if you want to hang out with um your your buddies that thanks for playing more you can find us online twitter instagram tfp podcasts tfp podcasts with an s at the end or maybe you enjoyed this podcast so much you want to choose an email critique us um agree with sarah's takes agree with my takes disagree with lucas's takes keyword disagree choose an <laughs> email Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. And please remember to sh- uh, follow us and review us, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use helps the podcast grow and helps grow the thanks for playing pod family. Okay. And if you want to hang out with your best buddy, Matt, find me on Twitter. Good idea.
0: Matthew. Okay. Like Lucas. Awesome. Uh, Twitter, Instagram you? and uh, Twitch at good idea. Lucas. Um, i get so jealous every time i hear that yeah yeah it's so good it's all uniform uh follow yeah. me on on instagram i think I've, i think i'm the most active there honestly even though i'm not really that active there um and that's all that's all i got that's all we got all right everyone this has been thanks for playing
2: catch you next time skipping them up Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Real Call Bunch Red Circle.